Blog Talk Radio. It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings. Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move because you are definitely in for a treat today here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Conqueror's Cafe. I am your host, Twyla Reed. I'm also known as your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. Happy Sunday. What an awesome day. Although it's raining here in Savannah, Georgia, it is still an awesome day to just give God thanks for just being God all by himself. And I don't know about you, but if you are in the land of the living, that alone, just by itself, being able to wake up this morning is enough all by itself to be able to tell God thank you for uh, for just allowing you to see another day. As you all know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific car accident, which left him in a coma, paralyzed, and with a severe traumatic brain injury. That mother and son is my son and I. And this book is our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing, of how we use prayer, how we use perseverance to overcome the hardships that we endure during that time. I'm also the founder of Broken Wings Incorporated, 501c3, nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support resources, tips, and prevention insights. We educate and we empower and enlighten brain injury survivors and caregivers by teaching them how to create the life that they desire in spite of the challenges and devastation that accompany head injuries. We provide real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. A few of my other books include Affirmations for the Mind, Body, and Soul. What do you do when caregivers need caregiving? My journal, goal-setting journal, the words, the truth, and the life, Bible-study notebook. I'm also the author of Soaring by the Power of God, which is a 31-day devotional for spiritual living. I would like to invite you all to uh, visit uh, my website, www.twilobe.com, to check out uh, our books, our planners, our prayer journals, and just um, everything that we have to offer here with our ministry, um, uh, our our model is uh, we aspire to inspire. So that's what we do. Uh, and I just want to uh, say thank you, God, for your continued love, your prayers, and support. Uh, just so grateful for everything that you all do to help us push this vision forward. Again, all books can be ordered from our website, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Books a Million. Again, please visit my website, www.twinalweek.com, to secure your copy today. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Again, welcome to the show. It's been an awesome day today that God has graced us to see here on the Conference 
CFA, we highlight authors, entrepreneurs, as well as survivors of traumatic events who just made it out victorious, and now they are here to share their testimony of hope and healing with the world to offer encouragement and offer inspiration to others as they travel on their own personal journey. For today's episode or any of our other episodes, please visit our website at www.conquerorscafe.com. We also want to invite you to like, follow, and share our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Cafe. So if you are someone that you know experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. A quick shout-out to our sponsors on this evening, Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insights. So if you're a survivor of a traumatic brain injury or a caregiver, please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org or please call 912-335-3799. Just a sense for personalized candles and gift baskets for any occasion. Please contact Ashari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Nashari Davenport for your custom-made personalized gift baskets and candles. If you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area, you're looking for an organization where your child can be a part of the teamwork together, everyone truly achieves more. A place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never before. And the Birmingham players is who they need to connect with. Please contact Ms. V at 479-899-2618 for more details. And if you have a business or an event that you would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at twilogreen.com for details. Um, again, thank you so much. Uh, we have an amazing show tonight. Uh, today is the first um, Sunday here. Uh, well, today is July 7th, and we have a special uh, show tonight. It's our Ask an Author session. Ask an Author. And what we're going to do today is I am going to be talking a little bit about how you can write your book in 30 days. I know there may be some of you out there who really want to tell your story. Um, you want to write a book. God has been tugging on you and pulling on you, but you just don't know where to start. Uh, you may not have the resources or, or you may be gripped with fear to, to you know, to kind of just jump out there and do it. Well, I want to encourage you on today and um, let you know that you can Indeed, write your book in 30 days. Um, but before we do that, I want to read our scripture for this evening. Um, it's going to be coming from Luke, the 18th chapter, verse 27. Luke 18 and 27. And it reads, Jesus answered, what is humanly impossible is possible for God. 
simple, very, very simple. What is humanly impossible is possible for God. And I want to talk on just a few moments from a, a, a topic of making the impossible possible. You all know that is our model for our nonprofit organization where we service traumatic brain injuries, survivors, and caregivers, making the impossible possible. And, um, and since today uh, we're going to be talking about uh, writing your book in 30 days and really uh, getting over the fear of doing that, I want to give you uh, some encouragement through this particular scripture. You know, many times we're faced with impossible situations that are seemingly incapable of being accomplished. But, however, I'm here tonight to tell you that my God specializes in making the impossible possible. Every day, every single day, we face situations that put our faith and our commitment to Christ to the test. There is no limit to the things that we can do with God because with him, all things are possible. Too often we place boundaries around ourselves, which cause us to doubt what God declares that we can do. He wants us to learn the art of letting go. Jesus knew that when we let go of the things that we hold so near and dear, we remove the boundaries that those things place upon us. For example, if you hold on to your own wisdom about a situation, you will not be able to understand anything that falls outside of the boundary of that wisdom you have created. And we all know that God often works beyond boundary lines. You see, God looks at everything and sees that nothing is impossible for him. With humans, only a few limited things are possible. But with God, all things are possible. God's track record speaks for itself. He has a history of taking questionable people and doing impossible things. This is why Jesus wants us to let everything go and just dive heart and soul into the kingdom. Jesus, Jesus does not want us to be bound. He wants us very much to be free. Is there anything too hard for God? The answer is simple. No, there is nothing too hard, and there is nothing impossible that God cannot do except lie, be mocked, or change. Mary was told that she was to conceive and have a child and call him Jesus. And even though she was a virgin and told her cousin Elizabeth, who was past childbearing age, that she would have a child and call him John, she was told by the angel Gabriel that nothing will be impossible with God. The same thing happened to Sarah, who gave birth to Isaac at the age of 90. Our faith plays a huge part in us making the impossible possible. We must stop and realize just how powerful faith is, and it is not our power, but the power of God that is shown in this faith. Our faith is only as strong as the object of our faith, and when the object of our faith is God, then what is a mountain to God? 
is there really anything too hard for God? If we have faith in God's ability, then we can do anything as long as it is his will and it is for his glory. You may have even cried out, Lord, I just can't take it anymore. It's just too hard. It's often hard to reach out and touch God when you are facing impossible situations. Think about the children of Israel at the Red Sea. What did God do? He miraculously led Israel out of Egypt, but when they arrived at the Red Sea, they were faced with the impossible, believing that they were going to die there. And if God can create the entire universe, creating everything out of nothing, then how can he not do the impossible? Our God loves to show himself strong and to be glorified by doing what the world considers impossible. In fact, the more impossible it seems, the more God is glorified by doing it. The scripture is full of verses that portray God making the possible impossible. All we have to do is study the word to witness the miracles and realize that if he did the impossible back then, oh, guess what? He can do them now as well. And sometimes God will do that for us today. He'll show us what he did for someone else just to make known his supernatural ability to what he knows to do in our own lives. What are the impossible things that God wants to do in your life today? It may be writing that book. It may be writing that play. It may be, well, I don't know what it is for you. We often desire that God will do miracles so that we can have a better life. But keep in mind, just because God is the God of the impossible does not mean that life for us is going to always be a better road. Being a Christian in this life, we are often up against so many odds. Sometimes it seems as if inside every large problem are smaller problems surfacing at the same time. Again, nothing is too great for God to accomplish or too small for his attention. So if you have a living, growing, mustard seed faith, don't worry. Just give your impossibilities to God and let him work them out. Remember, His strength is made perfect in our weakness, so celebrate the amazing things that God does. He will do the impossible when we respond in faith. Amen, amen. So with that being said, just again want to encourage you, if you're out there listening, uh, we're going to have a brief session uh, uh, at the end of this where you will be able to call in and ask questions if you have questions, or I'll give you um, my email. You can email me your questions, and I'll respond with the answers as well. But, again, there may be some of you out there that are listening who uh, want to write a book. I get so many people all the time that come to me and they email me, and it's like, hey, you know, I really want to write a book, but I just don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So tonight our segment is Ask an Author. And guess what, guys? That author is me. You will be able to ask me any questions that you may have, and I will try my very best to answer your questions as it pertains to writing your nonfiction book in 30 days. 
So I want to talk briefly or quickly. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of tips here. Um, um, uh, a few ways that you can prepare to write your book in 30 days, okay? So tonight's focus is on nonfiction books, okay, nonfiction books. I know uh, um, many of you, some of you may be fiction writers or, you know, novels or, you know, I don't know what your forte is, but um, uh, I would like for you to just listen along, take lots of notes, and, and again, we will have a question and answer session at the end. So uh, first I want to start off by saying this. It is indeed possible to write a nonfiction book in 30 days. So, yes, you can do it, and yes, you should do it, especially if you know that God has been tugging on you and there is um, something in your heart that you've gone through in your life that you know that uh, you need to be sharing with others. Um, how many of you know that the things that we go through in life, they're never for us? They're always to bless someone else. So let's take a look at um, a couple of preparatory steps um, just that are necessary to successfully write a nonfiction book in 30 days, okay? So the first thing you want to do is choose your topic. Choose your topic. Yes, choose your topic. Um, the first thing to do and choosing your topic for your book is to really think about what it is that you want your uh, readers to know. This may seem like a no-brainer, but it really isn't. It's better to select a topic that you can cover, and um, I would say maybe, um, maybe 20, 30, 50,000 words or less, okay? Uh, let's just say 50,000 words or less, okay? But by doing that, you can actually write 1,667 words per day over the course of 30 days. And if that feels like it's a lot, then you may want to um, opt to write a guide or a tip book or a booklet. Uh, there are many e-books that are sold on Amazon today um, that have only 5,000 to 20,000 words. Uh, just don't start with an, an unattainable goal. Don't try to write 100,000 words in, in 30 days. That's going to be really hard for you to do, uh, especially with life going on, okay? So uh, make sure that the goal is, a, uh, it is indeed uh, attainable. Begin with a topic that links itself to a word count that feels doable to you that gives you a higher chance of success. So, number one, first thing you got to do is choose your topic. Number two, create a content plan. Create a content plan. Well, yes, you can write a nonfiction book by the seat of your pants. It's best to have a plan. And that plan um, is going to help you know where you're going so you have uh, so, so that you have something um, to strive for. This, this way you're going to write in a straight line rather than just taking detours. You all know uh, that when you have to, if you're driving, you have to make a lot of U-turns. That, that does what? It takes up a lot of time. So when it comes to writing, that means cutting, uh, rewriting, and revising. You don't want to do that if you're going to finish 
uh, your first draft, a good first draft, or even a final draft within those 30 days. And uh, the way, the easiest way for you to do this is to create an outline or a table of contents for your book. Okay, I like to start by brainstorming my topics and then taking all of those different topics and organizing them into a book structure. And I do what I call mind mapping or brain dumping, okay? So whatever the topic is, everything in my brain that I can think about that pertains to that particular topic, I just do a brain dump and I write it all down. I don't organize it in any way. I just write everything down, okay? This ends up um, looking like, in the end, a table of contents and, and actually a rather detailed table of contents because through that um, brain dump, you're going to pull out your chapter titles. You're going to be able to pull out your subheading titles and all of that. So you might prefer to just create a simple outline or a bullet list, okay? But uh, even if you prefer to do that, I still would recommend recommend that you do a brain dump, okay? So whatever your method of choice, create something that looks like the structure of a book or, or a table of contents and know what content will fill that structure, structure as you create your manuscript. This is going to be your map. So then uh, when you sit down to write each day, you will know exactly what to write about. In fact, the more detailed you make this plan, the more quickly and easily you will write your book. You will spend little time staring at your computer screen, wondering what to write about, wondering uh, uh, what thought is going to come up next. You won't have to do all those things, okay? Um, you will know because you're going to have it right there in front of you. You will be right there uh, with your writing plan in front of you. And the only thing you will have to do is just follow the map, your table of contents to your destination, okay? So number one, choose your topic. Number two, create a content plan. Number three, determine what research you might need. So you might think that you can write the book uh, just off the top of your head because you're the subject matter expert on this topic. Well, you will discover a need to search for something along the way, whether it's the URL, whether it's the quote, or maybe even something that pertains to the title of the book, okay? And these things can slow you down your process if you don't do the research. So this is where preparation can help keep your fingers on the keyboard typing rather than pursuing the Internet. So for each item in your plan or your detailed table of contents, your outline, if you will, brainstorm the possible research you need and make note of it. As you write, if you discover you need more research or if you need to interview someone maybe, don't stop writing. Instead, just make an annotation on your manuscript in that little section Research here. You can put it in brackets. You can put it in parentheses. You can write the word research in, put an asterisk there, and highlight it in yellow, okay? Then later, you're going to go to the on your manuscript, and you're going to do a, a search for the term research, and then you're going to go and fill in the gaps there. 
In fact, you can even leave a certain amount of time per week just for this particular activity if you think you're going to need to do so. Uh, this will ensure that you don't come to the end of your 30 days with a manuscript filled with uh, asterisks um, that says research or research in brackets or, or um, parentheses throughout your manuscript, okay? So determine what research you are going to need. And the fourth thing I need you to do is to create a to-do list. Look over your content plan. Take all the research items that you listed and put them on a to-do list. And I got to throw a plug in here because I actually have a planner, and it is called your to-do list planner. So it will be a very good resource for you to use when uh, putting your to-do list together. Make a list of the URLs. Make a list of the books and articles that you'll need to find. Look for anything that you need to do. So, for instance, does your research require that you visit a certain location? If so, on your to-do list, you're going to write visit X, Y, and Z or visit A, B, and C on that to-do list, okay? If you have to conduct an interview, um, always put those first on your list, okay? And you want to conduct your interviews as soon as you possibly can if you actually have to do that to go ahead and, and kind of get that out of the way, okay? So choose your topic. Number two, create a content plan. Number three, determine what research you need. Number four, create a to-do list. And number five, gather and organize your material. Do not be one of those writers that just have everything scattered everywhere like my office looks right now. <laughs> you want to have some organization. Gather as much of your research and other necessary material as you can prior to the end of the 30 days. If you're writing a memoir, you may want to gather photos, uh, journals, or other keepsakes. If you are repurposing a blog post or reusing any other previously published or written material, you want to pull all of that and put it into one place. You may want to make an online folder or a Scrivener file, or you may want to make a Word document. Uh, just get as much of what you need to write your book in um, an easily accessible format, okay, in location so that you aren't searching for it when you, when you actually should be writing. You don't want to waste your time looking for a document, looking for research material that you that you've, um, put on your computer somewhere. Have a specific folder. You'll pile all your boxes hanging files, computer folders, cloud storage, whatever works best for you, just make sure that you gather and organize your material, okay? And uh, number six, I need you to determine how much time you need. Each nonfiction book is different, and it requires a different amount of time to write. A research-based book takes longer to write, of course, um, because you have to study, you have to evaluate, 
and determine your opinion of those studies. You have to read the interviews that you conduct. You have to choose the appropriate quotes and then work those quotes into your manuscript. If, on the other hand, you are writing from your own experiences, which is what I do when I write my, my book, Broken Wings, that's a true story of my son's and my journey through his brain injury recovery. Uh, my book, What Do You Do When Caregivers Need Caregiving? I wrote about my journey as a caregiver. So if you're writing from your own experience, this takes less time. Uh, with the exception of drawing on narratives and occasional quote or a bit of information from a book, the material all comes from your head. You need only to sit down and write about a process that you created, your own life story, or your area of expertise. So you might normally write 750 words per hour, but the type of book you've chosen to write could slow you down or just um, to slow you down to maybe just 500 words per hour. Or you might speed up to 1,000 words per hour. Okay, it's your project, so uh, it's all going to determine on what you're writing about and how much uh, organization you have and what you need to do to, um, um, as far as research and everything. Okay, so those are um, um, the six things that I wanted to just basically, well, okay, well, you know what, actually, um, Let's, let me let me talk about two more things really quickly. Um, let, let me go back and talk a little bit more about determining how much time um, you need. Um, determining how long it's going to take you on an average to compose the number of words that you um, must compete per day um, to meet your final word count goal, that's very important, okay? You have to determine that. And once you do that, then you're going to figure out how many hours per week that you need to sit aside during the 30 days to finish your manuscript and um, allow more hours than you think necessary for things that may come up that you don't expect to come up, okay? Because those things are going to um, contribute to your days being longer and slower and a general need for extra time to complete your project Um especially the last few weeks of the month, okay? So I wanted to add that it's very important that you determine how long it's going to take you on average to compose the number of words that you need to write each day, all right? So the other two things I want to add to this is to, uh, so let's go, let's do a seven and an eight. So number seven is going to be create a writing schedule. Create a writing schedule. Um. Creating a writing schedule is vital. You know how much time um, that you need to write your book, okay? You now know that. But how do you know that? Because you just determine how long it's going to take you on an average um, to compose the number of words that you need to write each day. So now that you know how much time you need to write your book, now you're going to find those hours in your calendar and you're going to block them off. Okay, now, you. this is very important. I need you to really listen. You're going to make those hours sacred, <laughs> okay? And the reason I say sacred is because nothing, absolutely nothing other than an emergency should take you away from writing your book during those scheduled writing blocks, 
okay? You've heard the advice that goes with this. Find a quiet place to write, right? Uh, limit the distractions. Get an accountability partner. And keep your appointments with yourself. Unless you have a true, true emergency, nothing should take you away from your writing. This is the time that you really need to just sit down in a quiet place and allow God to speak to you, to give you direction for the vision that he's giving you when it comes to writing your book. Remember, whatever you've gone through in life that you are writing about is definitely to help someone else. So it's very important that you really take the time to pray before you start writing, pray when you finish writing, block everything else off, make sure there's no distraction, okay? And uh, last thing is to make a backup system, please. Put a backup system in place. Uh, yeah, because you never know what could happen to your computer. It could crash or die. You could accidentally delete a man your manuscript. Your child or your dog could uh, dump a bev- your beverage that you're drinking onto your keyboard, onto your laptop. So always save it in your computer's drive and save it to a thumb drive, or better yet, save it to the cloud for keep for safekeeping. So make your plans in advance, okay, as well. You can use Evernote.com. You can use Dropbox.com, or you can use Google Drive, okay? The other thing you need to do um, is to have to do, I'm sorry, the other thing you need to have little to do with planning. During your 30 days of nonfiction book writing, you must possess an attitude that supports meeting your goals. This is if you don't get anything else from what I've talked about, I want you to know that you must possess an attitude that supports meeting your goals. What do I mean by that? I mean, you must be willing to do what it takes. You must remain optimistic about meeting your goals. You must stay objective about your work. And you must be tenacious and not let anything get in the way of you finishing. Now, those four qualities right there, willingness, optimism, objectivity, and tenacity will constitute an author's attitude. And with that, you will finish your nonfiction book in a month with no problem. I guarantee you, you will. Again, you just have to really just stick to that um, and don't and don't you know veer from that. You know, have have your mind made up. Right, just talk about making the impossible possible. Go to God, pray, and ask Him to give you the willpower. Ask Him to give you the strength. Ask Him to bind up fear and and walk in faith that you can do it. I believe that you can do it. I've done it. Uh, the next um, session, I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to give you seven mistakes that first-time nonfiction authors make. I'm going to talk about that next time, okay? I don't want to give you guys too much at one time, 
Um, again, this is Ask an Author. If you're listening out there and you have a question, our phone lines are now open. Place dial 657-383-0898. Again, that is 657-383-0898. So I just want to go back and uh, reiterate those things that I just went over, okay? Uh, so the first thing to help you prepare to write your nonfiction book in 30 days, the first thing I said was to choose your topic. Secondly, create a content plan. Number three, determine what research you need. Number four, create a to-do list. Number five, gather and organize your materials. Number six, determine how much time you're going to need. Number seven, create a writing schedule. And number eight, put a backup system in place. Again, our phone lines are open. Uh, this is our Ask an Author segment. If you have questions that you want to ask, if you want to, if you would rather email the question, please email your question to info, I-N-F-O at twilogreen.com. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-Y-L-I-A-R-E-I-D.com. You can email your question as well. We're going to take a quick break right here. And when I come back, um, let's see, we'll see if uh, anyone has called in with a question. So we will be right back.
where you are. I need somebody to bless him because your miracle is right there where you are. And I'm a We've been waiting. We've been waiting on you. 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 You know, there's a quote 
by Sylvia Platt, and she says, everything in life is writable about. If you have the guts to just do it and the imagination to improvise, the worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt, self-doubt. And so if you take that self-doubt, and you think about the scripture that we read today coming from Luke, talking about making the impossible possible, it is, you, it, it's doable. You can do it. You just have faith the size of a mustard seed. And I don't know about you, but if you realize how small a mustard seed is, you know, I, I planted a garden here, and the seeds were so tiny in my hand. And God said, if you just have Faith the size of a mustard seed that you can move mountains. And for some of us, fear can be the biggest mountain ever. So if you know that you have a book within you and you want to write and tell your story, then I invite you to connect with me. Um, again, you can email me at info at twilightread.com and we can schedule a uh, uh, your consultation, uh, we're offering right now free 30-minute consultations to see uh, just where you want to take the vision that God has given you. So, again, uh, the eight things that we talked about, the eight things we talked about tonight, to ensure that you can write your nonfiction book in 30 days, choose your topic, number one. Number two, create a content plan. Number three, Determine what research you need. Number four, create a to-do list. Number five, gather and organize your materials. Number six, determine how much time you need. Number seven, create a writing schedule. And number eight, put a backup system in place. The, the, the material that we covered tonight, I hope you guys took lots of notes. Um, our next asking office segment, we're going to talk about seven mistakes that first-time nonfiction authors make. So I hope you guys had an amazing uh, time this evening and you enjoyed the, the, the information that we put out this evening. Again, if you have questions, um, you can email them to me and I will answer all your questions. We can get you scheduled. If you know that, there, that you have a book that's in you that you want to write, let us help you do that. And again, thank you guys so much for joining us this evening. This is, that is our show for this evening. Again, just thank you for listening to the Conference Cafe. Be sure to visit our website at www.conferencecafe.com and check out our resources, our prior shows, as well as our bonus content. And while you're there, Please do not forget to subscribe uh, to our website to just stay updated on all of the great things that we're doing. We truly enjoyed you all on this evening for our Ask an Author segment. Don't forget to join us here every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for amazing testimonies of hope and healing. And as we close, I want you to remember you all know that life can sometimes present a series of events that can lead us down certain paths in life that can lead to discouragement, frustration, and even sometimes destruction. 
We must remember that it is our relationship with God that sustains us when we reach our limit and want to quit in our journey. You can do two things. Stand firm, dig deep, and keep persevering, or you can turn back to those familiar things that were never good for you in the first place. Remember, the choice that you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue to Soar by the power of God, transforming your tragedy into empowering moments. Until next time, I'm your host, Twyla Reed, your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. For speaking engagements or consultations, please email me at info at And if you have a testimony of hope and healing that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Good night. Take care. May God bless you in heaven, smile upon you. We're taking it back just a little bit, y'all. Come on, everybody sing it. I've got it.